Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Everybody, let me tell you something. I've told you on other episodes that I have a firecracker. I have a hot one here. And so strap on your seatbelts. Oh, no. I, when I, mm, I mean it this time, strap on your seatbelts. Welcome to this episode of On the Microphone. Bridget McGowan here with the one, the only, the full-figure diva who has taken the business world by storm and one big precious Williams. Hey girl, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. I'm like, let's do it. Let's get it. <laughs> Precious, you are, among other things, a professional speaker. And when you yes. get on the stage, there's there's just no question that there's going to be electricity in the room, that you're going to move people, you're going to have people thinking and feeling in ways that they've never felt and thought before. How do you do that? How do you bring that magic time and time again and have people feeling like Oh, it's it's indescribable. How do you do it? Well, first of all, I'm still grateful for every speaking engagement that I have. I'm grateful. I don't take it as, oh, it's a given. I don't. Every time I step on stage, you never know who's in the audience. You never know who may be impacted hearing you for the first time. Do you know how many times I've spoken, even virtually this year, just because of what was happening, but I will get on stage and there's usually, and I, and I already know I will book between four and five speaking engagements from that one. I already know that. That's my average, right? Because there are people who are hearing you for the first time who can see you somewhere else. And because they have never had the pleasure of meeting someone like me before, they're like, okay, she's different in how she teaches. She's different in how she trains. She's different in how she speaks. She comes with the energy. Like people, like I feed off the crowd, but if the crowd ain't ready, I'm going to get it ready. That's why I'm also hired as an MC, a host. Like when Google uh, asked me to be the pitch coach for a competition, they were like, oh, well, can you also host? Can you also MC? And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Girl, lit it up. Liddy, had it liddy. And they were like, okay, so we're going to work with you. And again, the better you are and the more energy you come with and you're in your zone of genius, there's always people in the room who are like, I need her somewhere else. And I know that's a talent I need to pay for. So let's, let's get it. I'm going to put in the warm intro and pressure you do your magic. Zone of genius. Did you always know your zone of genius or did you have to figure it out? You know what? It's funny. So when I was five years old and yeah, I'm dating myself. I'm 41. Um, I used to love watching Sally, Jesse, Raphael and Phil Donahue. Like I feel like Oprah came a little later, but I remember that I liked Sally, Jesse, Raphael because she had the red glasses and she was short. And I've always been drawn to different people, not the ones that People are always throwing at me. I've always liked, like, people who are just a little quirky. I like that. And when I was five years old, it's like I heard God say, you're going to be you're gonna be a talk show host by the time you're 40. Now, I remember saying that couldn't have happened. It did. Now, did I understand what 40 years old meant? Mm-mm. Because it's five. And I would, you know, put dolls together and have them listen to me as I talked about ridiculousness that a five and six, seven year old would do. And I always had in my mind, I'm going to be a talk show host by the time I'm 40. Right now, I probably should have 
said to God, can we be nationally syndicated and everything? Because I've done it here in New York. And I'm proud to say that I'm in touch with a major studio for my own talk show. And I will be 42 when we start filming. So, yeah. And so no, my zone of genius really came about. We, we, we have to stop for a moment. I, I have to I have to stop and say congratulations. That is amaze balls. It is. It is. It's like wanting to run down the street naked. I swear. It's like really in Queen. When you ask, has it always been that way? When I was 16 years old, I was living in the inner city. I was in high school and my, uh, my, the principal Floyd Cruz came up and he said, I want you to speak at this event. I didn't know it would be before the mayor of the city of St. Louis. And I crushed it. I didn't write the speech. My English teacher wrote my speech. Didn't look at it beforehand and just knew how to deliver. It just came naturally, right? And I'm not saying it happens for everyone. Did it, the second speaking engagement was before the governor of Missouri. And I've spoken to the governor of Missouri, two different governors twice, right? So did I realize I had it when I was all over St. Louis, all over the state of Missouri, took speaking at fundraisers and stuff like that? Like it never, I just, you're young, you don't know. But when I went into college, Spelman College, I still spoke. When I was in law school, I spoke. When I was an attorney, I spoke. But when I wanted to start my own company after leaving the legal profession behind for good, I didn't realize that pitching was going to be how I did it. I didn't even know I had that skill set until I was at the uh, at the um, civil science industry business library, New York Public Library, and I met a woman who said she won fifty thousand dollars in prize money for her pitch. I'm listening to her pitch, and I'm like. I, you know, I smoke you and I knew I could. And, you know, had negative $400 in my bank account. And somehow I made it to an event where I pitched to the producers of MSNBC, got on your business with JJ Ramberg, did an elevator pitch and walked away with $500,000. And then I went into 14 pitch competitions and came out on top 13 times. And my favorite pitch competition was the Black Enterprise. 2013 National Elevator Pitch Competition. Because when I won, I listen. That's why I learned, earned the moniker Killer Pitchmaster from Robert Townsend, the great Robert Townsend, and the great MC Light. Because I slay all competition. So Killer, killer, killer Pitchmaster. Pitch that's all I do. I slay all day. For me and my clients, that's all I know how to do. And I walk in to every situation. Like, I know they're great speakers. I know the ones that people always talk about. Ask me, am I afraid? Never. I was like, they haven't blessed, they haven't been blessed to meet me yet. Because when you meet me, you're going to see something totally different. I am who I am. Why are you not afraid? Talk to us about that. uh, The reason why I'm not afraid is because I've been through some of the worst things on this earth. And like, uh, and I, I know you probably notice about me you know from 2000 late 2016 into late 2018 almost two years I was homeless this is after Shark Tank this is after all those big things that happened and when I was in this program the Bowery Mission Women's Center which is not a shelter it's a life transformation program we lived well we ate well um we lived in townhouses and houses on the Upper East Side um God spoke to me he said mask off mask off and I knew what that meant it's like don't don't sell them the pretty show them the real and show them how to do it really so whereas a lot of speakers will hide the ball and not tell you hey I did this this that and the other it really is hashtag relationships matter hashtag zone of genius 
and hashtag I can back 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 backing it up. I can back up anything that I say. You can look me up everywhere and be like, oh, she said she did that. Look it up. Mm, look it up. Everything I said I've done, I've done. And I'm not afraid because I've seen the greats do that. Like I bring up Kanye West a lot, whether you love him or hate him, he truly believes in himself. And I have an unshakable belief in myself. If I could leave the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri, if I can get a full scholarship to Spelman College, a full scholarship to Georgetown University Law Center, a full scholarship to Rutgers School of Law, go and went through all of it. I did that. When I said I wanted to be, when, when God told me I was going to be a talk show host, I have been. And when it comes to getting to the biggest companies in the world, if your pitch ain't right, you ain't going to work. And I'm always ready. You never know if the person on a plane next to you will do amazing things just because you're unafraid at all times. I don't have to have on makeup. I don't have to have on the prettiest clothes. But my my walking in my zone of genius means that I'm ever ready. Call me the executioner because I deliver. Precious, precious, precious. So you are the master pitch killer killer pitch master i want killer pitch master killer pitch master get it right bridget i want you because of that i need you to talk about your first book for just a second oh you mean this one i just happen to have nearby so my first book is bad bitches and power pitches for women entrepreneurs and speakers only and the truth is i i thought about this book three years before i wrote it and i wanted to write a book that wasn't necessarily teaching you how to pitch. There's a lot of books that do that, but I want to talk about it from a different perspective. What are the branding personas? Like, who do you really like? How do you really step out into the world? Are you unstoppable? Are you funny? Are you mysterious? Are you ruled by power? Are you a numbers person? Are you flawed? Like, so the seven branding bitches personas is what I wanted to write about. Cause I said, when you see the persona that best, that best personifies you, then we went into the workbook and we started creating the, the power pitches for you. Right. And so again, one of the things that I love about myself is I like difference. I'm not here to just write a random pitch book. Hmm, that's been done, but let's talk about it from the perspective of. How do you really enter the world? You know, what are your fears? What are the things that drive you? What are the things that have held you back? What would you like to learn about pitching that you have not heard before? And most people have never heard of, like, the pitch personas. They don't know that with the seven of them that most women can find themselves. Like, the unstoppable bitch, the power bitch, the creative bitch, the funny bitch, the mysterious bitch. The flawed bitch, the numbers bitch. And a lot of us can find ourselves in two of them. Like, I am flawed, deeply flawed. And because I'm deeply flawed and accepted, there's nothing you can tell me about myself that I'm gonna be ashamed by anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Every, I've done everything wrong in life and I'm still here. I'm still a champion. So every brick that everyone has, th- has thrown at me, I used it to build my empire. Trust. And I'm also unstoppable because no matter what people have done to me, just like the Phoenix, I rise. Mm. 
So, so everybody, learning who you are, and there's also a quiz that comes with, like, there's a, a free quiz that uh, Ty Goodwin and I created that will show you who who you most match, and then this book explains it even better. And then there's my workbook where you create different pitches based on your personas. So, yeah, bad bitches and power pitches for women entrepreneurs and speakers only. Yes, men have bought it. Kids have read it. So don't don't get thrown off by the title. Don't get thrown off. I promise you, it's not like cursing throughout the book. It's really getting you ready. This book was written for a certain type of woman who's tired of being in a box, who's tired of people putting her in situations she doesn't want to be in. Listen, I'm 41. This is the second act. And I promise you, this is going to be greater than the first. Mm. Everybody, in 2019, uh, this book, Bad Bitches with Power Pitches for Women Entrepreneurs and Speakers Only, became a bestseller. It was number one number, bestseller billboard in Times Square reviewed by Forbes magazine. Trust me. Number believe. one, number one business book. Go out and get yourself a copy. So not only is precious, it's on Amazon, it's on my website, it's on, on Barnes and Nobles. You know, it's everywhere, girl. It's everywhere. Everywhere you love to buy your books. So not only is Precious L. Williams a best selling author, but as you have come to learn in listening to us, she's also affectionately known as as the killer pitch master. She can help you slay all competition with her killer elevator pitches, media pitches, and investor pitches. Precious is a world-class master communicator who works with successful entrepreneurs and speakers, and she helps them take their professional pitching and speaking skills to the next level. With over 25 years of experience in creating unique speaking and public speaking uh, uh, public speaking uh, techniques, Williams is also known for her innovative training programs and her services that she provides her clients and that she provides uh, sales teams at Fortune 100 companies. These companies include the likes of Google, Microsoft, LinkedIn, eBay. I could go on and on. As a 13-time National Business Elevator Pitch Channel, uh, television shows and publications for her pitching, branding, and professional speaking skills. She's been featured on Season 8 of ABC's hit show, Shark Tank. She's been featured by Forbes Magazine, CNN, ABC, MSNBC. We're talking about Alphabet Soup here, people, Wall Street Journal, the movie Leap, as well as several others around the globe. She has been featured on Times Square billboards, top podcasts, and stages all around the world. The philosophy of her killer pitch is evident. You you can feel it. It's evident in the strategic and personalized creative communications and presentation solutions that Precious puts forth. She is a serial entrepreneur. She's an international professional speaker, corporate trainer. She is equipped to bring life, authenticity, electricity, strategy, boldness, all of that to you and your written and oral communication needs. I mean, you you hear it here. You hear it now. Precious, tell us, what is a big, I don't know, hiccup or big challenge you have had to overcome to get to be this big, this bad, this bold woman that we hear today? I would have to say doubt. I would have to say doubt. Um, I grew up with a mother who did not want me, a father who was a drug addict. 
And for a large part of my life, I was always told I was just never going to be good enough. I would never have a man. I would never be smart. I would never um, build those sort of things. So even though God told me at five what I was going to do, as Joel Osteen always says, in the natural, I ain't see that. I ain't see that coming. Um, and I thank my grandmother and my grandfather for taking me in when I was 15 years old. And my grandmother saw the gift. I, I don't know how to explain it. She just knew I had a gift for speaking. And she would nurture it. And she would make me do affirmations in the morning. She called me the goat before, like, I think Cool J came out with the album, The Goat, like, the greatest of all time. She said, you don't know when you speak, people listen. That's kind of like, this is kind of fascinating, this young chick. You know, she's she's kind of dope, you know? And she kept encouraging me. And so had my principal never asked me to speak, I think this would have happened anyway, because she, by hook or by crook, she would have pushed me out there. She'd push me out there with her I remember when I became Miss Beaumont, 1996, 1997, I was the queen of my high school. Not prom queen. That's a queen for a year with my parade in the city of St. Louis. That's something I will always treasure. Like I was always the ugly duckling and here I am, the queen of my entire high school with a coronation. People had to bow down to me. And I'm sitting there like, this is real. I was valedictorian. Like that's what my grandmother and my grandfather did for me. And as I've gone through every hard situation from homelessness to severe alcoholism to all that, I've been clean and sober four years come my 42nd birthday. Um, you know, I, it's doubt, doubt, am I really that good? And, and I know people like to call it imposter syndrome, but I, I think it's something even, something more than just that. That, that's a cute title. I don't feel, I didn't feel like an imposter. I I think it goes back to that quote that it's not it's not who you aren't, it's that you're more powerful than even you give yourself credit for. And when I started to unleash who I was starting in January twenty nineteen, you and I are not alone in being shocked at my trajectory because this I had a five year plan and in four months I surpassed the plan. And so I think when we all have our doubts, right, we all have our doubts and the great ones keep pushing through. So your family doesn't support you. Who does? So your neighborhood doesn't support you. Go to where you're celebrated, not tolerated. And a lot of times we'll find ourselves in situations where people will think that we should just work for free or just be. No. I'm 25 years in this game. That will be respected. I've had people say, well, you're, you're not Tony Robbins. I'm closer to him than you are. <laughs> I've been in movies. I, I'm an international professional speaker. In fact, this year I was at International Women's Day to keynote speaker in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, Fidel is in the back who don't know where that is. That's Canada. Um, so, you know, like, let's get it, let's, let's keep it popping. And not to bring up my brother Kanye, I believe in myself. Whether you believe it, my haters are supposed to hate. Let them do their job. Your job is to give them something to talk about. <laughs> what did Cat Williams say? You need to rehab 17 by the end of the summer. Hell, I need 50 more by January 2021. You make my job easier because you focus all your attention on me, which means other people are focused on me, even if they don't want to admit it. So my doubt and being honest about my doubt 
that it, it's like what Ty Goodwin always says, until you step into your purpose, someone else can't step into theirs. So they need to see it. Some people need to see it done. I needed to do it. It's like with Barack Obama, for him to become the first, who could he look to? He just had to do it and show that it could be done. So doubts don't go away. Fears don't go away. Listen, when big companies call or they send me a message, my first reaction is always, is this real? Oh, my God. I want to say no. I, I'm not ready. And then I just go ahead and do it. They contacted me. I'm not contacting them. They contacted me, which means somebody been talking about me, which means I'm honored and I'm thankful. Feel the fear and do it anyway, right? What? Feel the fear. That, that's a great book. I read yeah. it. <laughs> feel the fear and do it anyway so your childhood has uh definitely impacted the woman that you are today and 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 that's for all of us how much do you include your experiences your childhood experiences the the challenges in your presentations how much of you the the real you do you bring to the stage once that's that's a dope question and you know what i usually do when i talk about like childhood stuff i use that at the end the reason why i wait to the end is because i want to come from a place of power first not pity so the arc has to be a certain way i need to get you riled up i need you to be on my kanye i need to be showing what's possible i need to show you beyond a shadow of all doubt and then i'm gonna get drop the the the, the tea on you because some people will look at me and be like, oh, like, oh, my gosh, she's so great. Da, 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 da. And it's like, to me, I'm still the same OP. And when they hear the backstory, they're like, oh, you didn't have it easy? No. Nope. I was nearly beaten to death on November 18th, 1991 by my mother. Since I over my drug addict father. First 15 years of my life were hell. Wanted to slip my wrist every day. I'm 41 now. I thank God. I used to be so mad at God. But now when I look back, I, I'm just like, thank you. Because it's that great song by Christina um, Aguilera. Thanks for making me a fighter. So when people are struggling in the pandemic and economic downturn and social unrest, listen, I was homeless by myself. If I had to go back to that, I'd claw my way out and ride like the Phoenix again. Because I've been there. And the whole world wasn't going through it at the same time. So for anyone listening, the things that were the greatest struggle to you are probably the greatest struggles to other people. And it's time that you take that, take the real lesson and talk about it. You'll be surprised who are walking wounded. Speak to it. And it's not just in your speeches. It could be on social media. So many people feel alone. So many people feel forgotten, abandoned and everything. I don't talk about being homeless and being abused as a child a lot. But when I do, it's because times like this, people forget. And all they see is the success, but they don't, they don't, they don't see the work behind it. So remind them. I need to let that one just marinate for 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 a little while. I need to marinate on that too. 
Oh my goodness. What do you do on the regular to, to be who you are, to show up the way you do, whether it's on the microphone, on a podcast, at the grocery store? Is there something that is just part of you and what you do and how you behave and how you perform that makes it possible for you to show up the way you show up. And if you have that something, that secret, do you mind sharing it? (laughs) Yeah, I got no problem with sharing the secret. When I wake up in the morning, and I used to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. I I think since the weather changed, girl, I'll wake up at seven. I'm like, "Mm, rough life. Um, I'll wake up and I'll thank God for another day. And it's so funny. When I was younger and I heard my grandmother say that, she'd be like, I don't get it. Now I'm 41, I get it, right? I, I uh, come to my computer. I look over my devotionals for the day. I get, I'm in this prosperity group with Dr. Katie now, and I'll get a prompt and I'll journal on that prompt. And that opens me up to abundance of the, of everything. There's an abundance. There's not a lack. There is an abundance. And going through that and then, you know, get myself together, come to my computer and be like, okay, I already have since yesterday. I I already put down what my schedule is. I'm looking at my, okay, what do I want to tackle first? You know, and give God thanks again because I'm like so many people will go to places they don't want to go and that'll be their life. For me, I actually do get to be a bad bitch with a power bitch. I'm paid according to my zone of genius and not anybody else's. Um, Something happened this weekend and I just want to share. So I was sad because I'm single. We're in the middle of the Rona. And I'm single. And I was just feeling, you know, time of year. Um, my family's not around me. They're in St. Louis. They've been in St. Louis, and I've been in New York all these years. And so I was talking to one of my clients. I let her remain nameless. And we're talking. She's going over all the things that she's done. She's gotten two-year contracts here. She's 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 got these speaking gigs and stuff like that. Stuff she didn't even let me know. I'm just sitting there like, and she's like, yeah, because of you. Your mindset before you're pitching, you're always mindset. You had to show me what's possible for me to see it and then move towards it. And then she was like, oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I know our time's coming to an end, so I need a one-year, two-year contract with you. (laughs) So you think that's an isolated incident, right? So Sunday, another client comes. We're talking. She's going going down the list. She's getting voiceover things with bigger, bigger companies. She's like, yeah, so well, I know our time is coming to an end, so well, can I get that one-year, two-year contract? Monday, one of my clients takes first place in her first pitch competition in, in, in Houston, Texas. I win the Stevie Awards, and they finally show me, they finally sent today my clip of me winning in my speech. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I have um, meetings today with um, consultations with people and they're like, okay, so, 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 uh, so what's the price to work with you? And I'm like, y'all be acting like I don't have a website. That's cute though. All of this is abundance. We all know, we, we all know 
how time goes. But it's like, if I wasn't in my zone of genius, and if I didn't let people know what my clients and I are capable of, I would be a best kept secret. And I don't want to be a best kept secret. I don't. I want people to know I really am the goat at what I do. Just like I need y'all to let people know that you're the goat. Mm. And they that's what know. it comes down to. Like, I don't care if I had on makeup, if I was looking bummy, I'm still the goat. And I tell anybody, meet me in the dark alley at 2 a.m. Come ready. Cause I stay ready. You want to pitch against the pitch master? Bring your A game at your best. You couldn't lace up my bootstraps. Number two, two queen. You have to create your own lane. So many people say they want to be speakers. But that's nice. What type? I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not a transformational. I'm not inspirational. You'll get all of that. But I'm the killer pitch master. When people told me no one would pay for pitching, who's laughing now? So, moral of the story, I'm always ready. Dr. Sherwood always says this, be ready so you don't have to get ready. I ain't never got to get ready. I'm ready. I can roll out of bed and someone who has a podcast and be like, just show up. I'm showing up and I'm ready for you. Bring, give, give me, hit me with your best shot. You're not ready for me, I promise. So that's why, that's how I stay on top of my game. I still invest in learning. I still put my, put my money where my mouth is. I will pay to get better and better. So that way when coinky dinks coincidences happen, I'm ready regardless. I, <clears throat> I had to stop for a moment, uh, because you, you made me think about someone who once told me essentially what we've all heard or so many of us have heard. Oh, nobody's going to pay for that. Oh, nobody wants that. And so on and so forth. And, and you're sitting there and you're thinking, why are you even saying this? What, what, how is this benefiting anyone? You, me or anybody else? Uh, and anyway, I'm not about to turn this into a therapy session. Let's get into, <laughs> oh my goodness. But I had to just take a moment. I had, a, I needed a moment there for a second. Let's get into the lightning round. Boom! Yep. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I'm going to give you two options. You tell me which one you would choose. Okay. Here goes. Solids or patterns? Patterns. <laughs> heels or flats heels do you eat before your presentation or after after keynote or workshop keynote queen come on now <laughs> come on now why, 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 why are we playing games come on now <laughs> oh, do you like to present to people you know or people you don't know don't know suit or let's see, yeah, pantsuit or dress? Dress. Tap water or bottled water? Bottled. All right. 
<laughs> you made it through. It was see, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too too rough. Girl, you see me drinking bottled water in the crib. Like I yeah, I don't drink water to your special good water. But you know, listen, you know, you know how I'd be. You know how I'd be queen. You can't <laughs> tap water from the house. I'm like, no, nah, just give me a bottle of water and let's keep it pushing. <laughs> Well, even during presentations, you like to have the bottle of water because it's yeah. top on it. So yeah. it's right, 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 right. Okay. If there was one thing that you needed the audience to know, if there was nothing else but this one thing that they needed to know, what would it be? Fortune favors the bold. Be bold about how you do things. Be bold. Get in their face. Be visible. The reason why you know so many people, so many people's names and why they're held at such a high level is because you keep hearing about them. Get out there. The haters are going to hate. Give them something to talk about. And also, go big or go home. I can't do nothing small. I got to do it big. That's why I didn't start off with local media. I started off with national. I I, I don't believe in doing anything small. Let's do it big. gonna take the same amount of effort might as well go big (laughs) true that (laughs) so speaking of going big you have another book on the horizon talk to us about that yes so my third book is called pitching for profit the bad bitches playbook for converting conversations into currency notice i didn't say cash i said currency and this book, I, I looked at sports. And I looked at how coaches are in sports, sports, right? So you get in the huddle. But before you get in the huddle, there's preparation, right? So even before you speak, even before you pitch and stuff like that, there are certain things I need you to learn before you even do that, right? So a lot of us don't understand that hashtag relationships matter. How do you actually get affiliates? How do you actually get referrals? How do you get your name talked about in spaces that you'll never enter? That's how, that's how you start to monetize your network. So every conversation is strategic for a reason, right? So what do you need to be saying in certain places, in certain spaces? When you're speaking, what are some of the things you need to leave them with regardless so that you make it easy for them to recommend you for something? Kind of like when I speak, I always do this thing called the big ask. I'm going to ask you for what I want. I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to drop that T on you. You go do your thing. You know what I mean? So I want you to convert your conversations into currency. That's cash, referrals, affiliates, you know, getting your network to get you booked and busy. That's how we do it. That's how they do it. It's not about, you know, just listening to a guru and thinking you got it. You don't. You don't. Take it from somebody who's been there. In my last two years, I walked out of homelessness two years and, and what, two years and three months ago. You might not have heard about me before, but you hear about me now. It's because I know how to turn conversations into currency. Yeah, yeah. I like that you use currency because when I talk to people about starting speaking businesses, one of the things I talk about is currency, not getting paid in cash so it could be other opportunities it could Girl, be what? 
It could be introductions. It could be maybe the speaking engagement is taking place in Bora Bora and you could take your family with you on the vacation. So maybe they're not compensating you with a check, but maybe you could turn this into a mini vacation and so on and so forth. So we talk about thinking about what else is valuable to you personally or professionally and or professionally. What is of value to you? And it's more than just, uh, you know, dollar signs and think about figuring out what else. Yeah. Definitely. Else and, and remember, sometimes people may not have the budget to like afford you, right? What if you were, what if you had books? Maybe they could buy some books and give it to the first, I don't know, 50 to 100 that sign up. Right. And so they, they've gotten this. Or I remember I spoke at Price Waterhouse last year when this book came out. Uh, my first book signing was at Price Waterhouse. I was speaking to a, uh, a group of women who were over 50. Mind you, I was 40, but we're not going to address that issue. We're not going to address that issue. And I was a keynote. And um, they didn't offer an honorarium, but they said, bring your books and we'll have them bought. Child, when I went to um, do my book signing, the books disappeared. It was like, like every woman was grabbing and I said, we're about to have a, a ride over bad bitches and power bitches. I was stunned, stunned. And then women who, because they all left, the women were like, well, can we cash up? Can, can you send it to us? I was like, God, sometimes taking that chance and asking for something else will help you. When I went to um, Halifax, Nova Scotia, you know, flight, hotel, my food, everything was, everything was paid for. And then they were like, you can sell your book. So I didn't get paid like cash, cash at that moment, but everything else was paid for. Plus they told me to bring that case of my books. When I tell you I got paid in Canadian money, I didn't know what to do with myself. Cause I was like, I never knew what Canadian money looked like. So think of ingenious ways. There, there are ways you can still get paid that don't require the cash, but they might provide another opportunity. Think about that. I'm telling you, telling you, I work, I, I spoke at Intuit QuickBooks in San Jose, California. Flight, hotel, food, everything was paid for and everything. Girl, they rolled out the red carpet. I said, now this is how you get treated first class. This is first class. Girl, first, everything I wanted, someone was at my door with it. Like I ain't paid for nothing. And they were like, um, I said, how'd you find me? They said, oh, well, we wrote about you like, five or six years ago and we just checked back to see what you were doing we were so amazed that we just wanted to bring you social media and you, you you never know who's watching remember you, you said don't. that you were saying that early early on and at the very beginning of our conversation when you're in front of an audience you never know who's out there you never know who's listening you never know who you will impact you never Ever never know. know you always come with your a game you always bring 100 percent. you just never know precious l williams it has been an absolute honor and pleasure i tell you you're amazing and i don't have to you already know that but anyway for the maybe i'm the millionth person today to tell you and i'm fine with being that millionth person you're amazing i thank you thank you so much queen and I thank the listeners for tuning in to this episode. Until the next time, make sure you always own the microphone. <laughs> <laughs>